You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed. I'm here with Phil the Yuppie. Hello. Um, and our two guests today are Bridget and Carl, one from Bridget, uh, one from Benton Employment Solutions and the other one from Prestissimo Window Cleaning. Howdy. Hello. Welcome. And we couldn't get them cool nicknames? No. I I, you had given me one last time. I don't remember. I, what it was. I specifically you. requested and, and Ian declined. Uh, <laughs> and that's, um, that goes without saying. So <laughs> just because I don't want to comment. But, <laughs> but no. Um, help me to remember my train of thought. Um, we're here in beautiful um, um, Royal Oak at the Podcast Detroit Network. Um, and Emily and Kathy couldn't be here. Kathy was kind of um, sick today. Mm-hmm. So I just said, please don't spread your germs Thank here. You. Don't. Um, Love you, Kathy. J- just focus on getting better. And yeah. we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Get better. And Emily just doesn't like us because she does job functions. So. <laughs> you mean she's putting her livelihood ahead of us? How yes. dare she? Yes, I know, right? <laughs> oh, um, so, Phil, did you hear anything about the new um, YouTube Red Series Cobra Kai? 
I have heard that it's a thing. Um, supposedly, it's an update to um, movies I've never, I didn't get to see growing up. Uh, the Karate Kid, I think. Yes. You didn't um, see that? No. Um, none of the hosts here have seen that movie. So if anyone here has, um, please not. comment. Have not. Brandy, um, you haven't seen it? <laughs> Never seen The Karate Kid? This is why. <laughs> this, I have not. The, ex- <laughs> the extent of my uh, knowledge of The Karate Kid comes from um, Barney Stinson referencing it on How I Met Your Mother and how he feels that uh, the supposed villain was was really the true Karate Kid. Oh, my God. I use quotes from that movie all the time in counseling. We have this thing called motivational interviewing where you kind of walk a person into the decision that they should make anyways. And I call it Miyagiing people. Mr. Miyagi. Oh. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> always. I just kind of emulate what I need them to do to be successful and get them convinced to do it. And... Voila. Yeah, so There's my magic wand. Uh, with 30 something years as a man, I have the wax off part down. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Where is where is the bell? Please please ring that. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is the bell for? The bell is for when somebody does a really good um comeback joke and that okay. was mm. that was really good um shut up randy uh- <laughs> I, I think that's the first time that i've been here that we've actually used the bell yes I- we didn't use it last time we did not use it last time and that's a little bit of uh um for it's people- a little bit of uh, inside inside podcasting for you yeah a little bit of insider podcasting and in terms of guests bridget you have been here the most of any of our guests, to be honest. So honored. Um, Isn't there a jacket are, that comes with that? Um, no, but if it were, Dave would probably give you his uh, Cobra Kai jacket. But <laughs> I think we'd have more guests if we gave out jackets. That's a good idea. I like it. Yes, but where I'm going to have T-shirts made soon, so I can bring. Um, <laughs> but we have to get a sponsor first for that. Benton Employment Solutions. Ah, Benton Employment Solutions. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I pay for them anyway. Um, they're the best, um, but you'd have to change your um, employer name to BEST instead of BES. Well, well, That's how... Not going to happen. It's not It's not going to happen. Nope. It's not going to happen. But, mm. No, it's... Um, <laughs> My marketing budget for the years spent. Your marketing budget, <laughs> seeing that we didn't ask the question of what's your marketing budget, we kind of don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's spent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so no, a little bit about the um, YouTube Red series, uh, Cobra Kai. Um, it's based, it's a continuation of the Karate Kid of. And the, this is um, the original Karate Kid, right? Not the uh, not the Jaden Smith, Smith remake. Yeah. Not the Jaden Smith remake that must not be named. Um, <laughs> Except that we just named it. Um, named it what? I, I forgot it that remember. fast. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but no, um, so it's a continuation of the original Karate Kid, and it's the story of the person who got defeated within um 
um, within that movie. He um, he's the main character and is the focus of um, the this story where he trains off to be a sensei and um, has I'd say from the trailer probably about two dozen kids between the age of fourteen and eighteen. <laughs> oh, wow. Does Neil Patrick Harris make a guest spot in the series as one of the few who truly believed in him? I want to say yes. It looked really good. (laughs) (laughs) But no, um, it's good to see YouTube is trying to move in the right direction given the the apocalypse, the apocalypse 2.0, the apocalypse (laughs) 3.0, and all that drama. All the drama with the Paul brothers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of upset with uh, uh, fu- the way that um, people are funded, and I know my my brother has a YouTube channel, and his funding was recently cut for you know controversial um, you know content or whatever. And yes, so um, there's there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, and it is um, sad that like the monetization is um, considerably harder to get this day and age um but yeah that to have something like um youtube red be out there and to be moving in the right direction is a good thing for youtube now if people would just subscribe to youtube red that's not how that works <laughs> um you have to actually um pay for the service it's oh, yeah, I, it, I understand youtube is having a hard time making the sale on. yeah i i bought it i actually bought it because i needed a, a youtube uh, or i needed a a google um music account and a, a you it was free with the with the purchase of YouTube Red, so I said, or or maybe YouTube Red was free with the purchase of it. I don't remember, but either way, that's how they um, got me. Did you get YouTube Red or YouTube TV? Uh, YouTube Red, not TV. YouTube. Yeah, I was looking at TV, but I said, you know, this looks, you know, I don't, I don't want to relive the '90s where there's scheduled programming and, you know, it's it just uh, all the network television and all that, all that garbage. It's not scheduled television. Um, I can tell you. Uh, the difference between um, standard broadcasting um, and this. It's a lot like um, – what's it called? Uh, it's a lot like Netflix. It does cost considerably more, but the amount of content that is out there is the biggest uh, – um, the amount of videos out there is the biggest on the internet oh no kidding yeah so and youtube red does come free with that and you can have it up to um um four people use it at once but that but if you're talking about um kids watching it i would just i would somewhat recommend uh youtube kids not as as an alternative even though They've had some controversy right. in that. <laughs> well, as we talked about last time, I'm a hawk over my children. They're two and four, almost three and five. And they watch <clears throat> various things on YouTube. But my daughter mainly watches how to bake cakes and decorate them super fancy. And she's just amazed by it. And so we put it on our TV 
and then I can right. just watch whatever they're watching. And they don't have any say in changing it because they don't know how to use the remote yet, thank God. Yeah. So that is some control the over of our YouTube. Yes, that's some control over here remote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I found, you know, with my, my children are, are six months and, and three years old, and even though we try to limit the amount of television, I, I find that YouTube is it's it's just sort of a different mental state watching YouTube videos and sort of researching topics and it, it's it's inspirational, it's informative, you know, obviously not all the time, but in comparison to watching, you know, whatever cartoon or, you know, dumb children's fair, it's it's just uh, I, I really prefer it. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of um, content, um, Phil, do you want to talk a little more about what um, um, content we're going to be um, making within the next couple months <laughs> outside <laughs> of this podcasting? Um, I am uh, not not. Uh, not plugged into that right now. I I misplaced my notes, so I'm uh, don't I don't have the information on that handy. Okay, so I will um I'll um concentrate on my notes. Um, so about a month from now, maybe I'd say a month and a half from now, there's going to be this convention called PinguinCon that um May fourth, May fifth, May sixth where um, me and Phil are going to be doing a panel called The Idiot's Guide to Microtransactions Within Gaming. And that is going to just concentrate all of our podcasts together that we've talked about, about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Still want my pink Darth Vader. Still want your pink Darth Vader. We need to make a song for that, but not right now. And then I will be doing two other panels there, Um, one for homelessness, um, talking about the effects and how to get out of uh, poverty and where you can go to um, help others or where or stay informed about that topic. And then... um, (laughs) Um, one more panel I'm doing is, um, talking about, um, I'm hoping that this panel will be the last one in my, like my series of panels within dating. I'll be talking about, um, uh, best intentions. Why, um, why dating and relationships are very hard in this day and age and learning how to read people. <laughs> so Virtually. <laughs> Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I, um, so, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Toys R Us and how... Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know. So, toy, so, it's really now Toys Were Us. Yeah. Uh, can we, can we get a thank you? Yes. That was Yeah. Toys Were Us. Now, toys are... Um, a new title that are far too long for me to express on this podcast, <laughs> and a few choice words too. <laughs> it's so unfortunate. You know, I I actually had the the opposite point of view. You know, as somebody who went to Toys R Us as a as a kid and, and just kind of growing up and and realizing, you know, it's just a bunch of plastic junk that's mm-hmm. kind of shipped over from China, and you know, it fuels not only the worst in consumerism 
you know, and adults buying their kids stuff, but it's teaching these kids this sort of mindless consumption. And uh, it just seems like, you know, Toys R Us is like, oh, it's because millennials aren't having kids because they're stupid and infertile. And, uh, you know, but really it's, it's the, in a way, people are sort of realizing, uh, not, not, they're obviously buying things on Amazon too. Exactly. But, you know, they're also realizing, you know, I, I, I try to keep my toys for my children pretty minimal, minimal and have, you know, things that are locally made or made out of, you know, simple wood and, you know, Lisa not leaded Doug. Chinese plastic and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. So I think in, in a way it's just a sign of the times. Yeah. Love Melissa and Doug. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Melissa and Doug. Oh, yeah. It's all, but... it's all wooden toys, locally made. US. Well, a lot of them, a lot of the Melissa and Doug are from overseas as well. But, you know, they are, yeah, I mean, in terms of toys, it's like simple. Made in the USA. Yeah, some of them, some of them are made, uh, they're a pretty big company, so. Yeah. Yeah, but do you know where you can get Melissa and Doug now? Where? Kohl's. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just yep. kind of a shameless book for me, but. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, and everyone knows my affiliation with them. So, yes, um. So um, one of the big reasons why Toys R Us is going to cease to exist is because, well, um, one company bought them out and like one of their guidelines was to not sell online. If they were able to sell online, then they would be doing considerably better, but now they're bankrupt. But it's all about the toys coming in and having the Toys R Us experience. Right. Yeah. My children had that this year for the first time. We went and picked out three different toys for Christmas to put on their list for Santa. And it was it was really interesting to see where they actually gravitated to. And it was nice because they liked dinosaurs and like real things that we could have conversations about, not like stupid mindless junk. So it was, it was or, nice or some Disney that. Disney character that you know yeah. has limited limited opportunities for imagination. Well, it was kind of cool because they liked Moana and mm-hmm. my sister in law's Hawaiian, and so it was kind of nice to be able to talk about nice. you know the history of Hawaii, even though it's completely. My frustration with Toys R Us is that it seemed like their prices were always several dollars above MSRP. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were trying to compete, at least you know have reasonable prices. Well, and the. Their current sale, sale, quote unquote, speaks to that it's 5% off. Like, you're going out of business, dude. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> 5% is meaningless. Plus, all the things that people actually want have just been shipped up back to the distributors for redistribution to other businesses that will still sell them for right. regular price. For regular yep. price. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just kind of unfortunate, but a lot of their merchandise is going to go to other stores and those stores are going to do a bit better. Well, and as long as the distributors, I mean, if you think back to when the car companies, the big three were going under, all of the third parties, the tier one manufacturers and whatnot, and the distributors and whoever, even the people that made the little plastic rings, they were screwed in the end. And so as long as these mom and pop companies that are distributing don't get screwed over, then whatever. I mean, if another company gets to take it back and then sell it somewhere else, cool. But I don't want to see the little companies get ruined throughout this poor yeah, decision. And, and I think I think Toys R Us as well was dealing with you know mostly larger. You know, obviously there's there's always people in the supply chain and there's always people who get affected. But I, you know, I think that was 
in a way, maybe the downfall of, of Toys R Us in another sense because, you know, they were all about just these big brands and it's kind of like Costco. When I go into Costco, you know, you pick up a product that's been industrially extruded, you know, even if it says it's it's natural or, or organic or something, it's it's by definition made without any sort of love because it's it's made on just such a, a massive industrial scale mm-hmm. and, you know, people are just trying to get away from that kind of thing. Yeah. So when KB Toys closed in 2009, Toys R Us actually bought their name. Uh, but that lapsed last year. So KB Toys is planning on having a bunch of pop-ups by the end, by Christmas this year. Oh, nice. Very I good. KB. Yeah, I, I liked that as a kid, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. But do you know who else is um, – did you hear about um, a potential new merger that's going to be um, kind of not as big as – Marvel going to Disney, but um, still pretty big. Do tell. You might say that this one is uh, gonna gonna hit the bullseye. Um, Target and Kroger combining. Oh, yeah, they they refuted that. They refuted that. They said it's not happening. Then that um, it's not happening until it does. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's kind of like when um, uh, Justin Timberlake said at the Emmys that. Um, the um, NSYNC wasn't going to no. be performing there, and they did. So I have a feeling it may happen, yeah. but those are two chains that um, are probably going – would probably do really, really well together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they and, would. And you kind of need to approach that. Uh, they probably would need to merge to be able to take on the Amazon and Whole Foods. Yeah. And then just the Walmart, you know, yeah, t- titans of this of that space. And, and Kroger too lately has been getting into more of clothing and trying to become more of that Meyer brand, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and I can say, as someone who worked for Kroger for two years, I actually consider them to be just just an awful, awful corporation. I I never shop there. I think that um, you know, in terms of the ethics. That they've displayed. I mean, it's it's just it's abhorrent. They don't pay their employees anything. They have this union, which is really just uh, in collusion with them. Um, I made I made six dollars an hour working for Kroger when the minimum wage was seven dollars an hour. So after taxes, I made six dollars an hour. After union dues, I made five dollars an hour. And this was in two thousand six, two thousand seven, when I was graduating high school and such. And I mean, it just what what a horrible place to work. And you know, <clears throat> I remember this was back in a time when organic food had not been. Uh, really adopted universally, especially by larger grocery store chains. And Kroger was like the last people, they were the last people to kind of get on the bandwagon. They were like, okay, well, if there's profit in it, you know, it's like, screw you guys. Wow. Yeah. And it, it baffles me when you have a union for, um, for the high school kids, for right. bagging. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. You're taking money away from kids who barely see a dime as it is. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It and was, I mean, it was why do they? Why do they need a union? Like, yeah. And it was. The, I mean, it was. It was the grocery store union, and and they were they were kind of weird. I actually got, ended up getting my my social security number stolen from a laptop oh, on a union server. Oh wow. And they just like were like, oh hey, we know you haven't worked here for years, but somebody has your social security number. Oh wow. I was like, oh great. Thank well, you. And you know the other thing that kills me is from a disability standpoint because that's what I do. Um, it's really hard to get a person a job there. 
And to me, it's almost like they um, intentionally, and I'm not saying that they do, but it just feels like it, that they intentionally block people with disabilities because the union says they have to be able to work like 25 or more hours. Well, funny, that's the magic number for if somebody's on Social Security and they just want to get a part-time gig. Interesting. Like you have to stay below 25 to keep your Social Security. And mm-hmm. for some people, I mean, you think about the amount of medication that they might be on. Some people are on – a thousands of dollars a month if you don't have insurance and so they can't even bag groceries at kroger for god's sake like that's (laughs) if you're not trying to block people i don't know what you're doing because i mean think about it how many that's that's a typically a starting job for high school students how many high school students have 25 hours a week to commit to working right really and and but that's the line that they use at least with me and i just look at them like really Susie? you know Susie track star is Really working 25 hours a week? I don't think so. I don't even think high school students can work 25 a week. In the summer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In the summer. And that's yeah. their line. Oh, we're trying to get you know the high school kids so we can get them next year. <laughs> really? Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you just have people knocking down their door to, to work there for you know whatever reason just because it's sort of one of those obvious jobs that, that people you know seek. And uh, I don't know. I just – I had – just such a, a poor experience there and uh, I guess it was illuminating. I mean I have to say that I had such a bad time working at Kroger that it shaped all of my business ethics for you know starting a business and, and the way that I, I treated my employees and, and just the way that I carried on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, w- it allowed me to have perspective and so from that – from that I'm grateful but for the rest of it, man, those guys just suck so bad. <laughs> I could, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I, um, I won't disclose who, but I do have a couple people who work for Kroger have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say it all depends on where it is because, like, yeah, the White Lake Kroger is by far the best. Those managers are on top of everything, they're compassionate, they get it. People are people. You know, it's not always like, oh, you suck as a person. No, they may have like something. We all got something. Yeah. And they recognize that and then they work with it. It's not a matter of if um, they're going to do bad. It's a matter of how much <laughs> in that sense. Correct? Hey, man. And- <laughs> I've had people working at the gas station. I mean, you got like 10,000 gallons of fuel under you and they're having me job coach those folks. I'm like, you're trusting. (laughs) You are trusting. (laughs) I like you. (laughs) Yeah. So so speaking of damage control, um, let's um, get into the main topic. Um, uh, Facebook's um, chief information security officer stepping down from the site and uh, Mark Zuckerberg releasing an apology to – all of his Facebook users. Sort of an apology. An apology little, to, kind of. A yeah. little too late. A <laughs> little too late. A little too late. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You're not a fan. No. <laughs> oh. no, we all have a, when you're a business owner, you have a fiduciary duty to protect anyone from your product. And if you know something's going on, you have a duty to act and to protect. I mean, if you're cleaning windows and you know, you know, people are opening their windows and there's chemicals that can hurt them. You have a duty to say something. Right. If I have a person who has a CSC felony and I'm putting them right next to a daycare center, I have a duty not to do that. Like I have I have an actual obligation to not do things like that. And they were told by the most upper government officials, hey, man, 
Something bad's happening with your stuff. And they turned a blind eye. There's a problem. Well, no, 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 but they got a certified letter that said, we deleted all the data we got from you. You know, pinky, it's just a little they, bit they above a pinky They signed it slur. and dated it. That's right. Was it even that much? I thought they just had to click a checkbox on a digital form saying, yes, we complied. <laughs> is, is that, that was, probably was, it. It, was that right above the checkbox that says, I'm not a robot? Right. <laughs> CAPTCHA. I love CAPTCHA. No, those are just two separate checkboxes. <laughs> One's at the top. The other one's at the bottom. They're checking all I'm kinds gonna, of stuff. I'm just, just gonna leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it to you guys, and you can ponder amongst yourselves where each checkbox was. But no, um, I wanted to play devil's advocate on this subject. Um, in terms of data, um, how can you uh, delete that data from your site? Um, if it, I, I've had people's information. I've worked with people to consult and worked with businesses to um, gather data and worked in that space. And I wouldn't uh, hold on to that data if uh, Facebook would have um, had that information. But I know there's plenty of others who would. There's no way of. Um, making sure that they will stop using that data. <laughs> right. So. And I, you know, and in my role too, I have access to all sorts of information and, you know, sometimes I do actually need to look at it to, you know, to manage, manage an email system, which means I have the ability to see anyone's email at any time I want, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I make sure I remove I'm not in anyone's messages any longer than I have to be to find what I want to find mm-hmm. and prove that, yes, you did send that message on that day. Yes, stop, you were looking Stop at trying porn. to say the system <laughs> lied. <laughs> right. Yes, you did look at porn. <laughs> no, that, you did. But that, here, right here. No, Bridget, that goes without saying. <laughs> And, yes. your, and your choice in porn is so, so terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Suspect. You've been a bad Why boy. Why did you, <laughs> you – you know you can get your porn for free right over here, right? <laughs> Why'd you have to pay for that? And not at work. Exactly. Oh, not at work. It's like people getting used to pork hub. <laughs> uh, don't go there, please. Um, Dave owns the studio and I can't um, – afford to um, lose my reputation with him. Oh, I've done all sorts of <laughs> naughty things on the Wi-Fi here. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> um, so, um, speaking as like a business owner, um, either one of you can speak about it. Um, what do you think about um, um like to a level, how do you um, keep from having data be secure? Because I know that um, human factor wise uh, is a very hard task. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I have access to everyone's information that I work with. I have their social security number, date of birth, like literally. And then we have um, a list of most common answered questions on applications, online applications. So like mother's maiden name, I have all of that. But it's always, I always have it in handwriting. I tell them never to text it to me, never to email it to me. 
So I never have it where it can be stolen like that. And then my computer guy, whoever, whatever his title is, he makes sure that my computer firewalls and whatnot are secure. And then I have all of their information locked at all times behind three levels, three locks. So even we don't even let the janitor into our office because I don't trust janitors. No offense uh-huh. to any janitor, but I don't. You know, they're not part of my company. Uh-huh. I'll vacuum my own space. Thank you. Yes, and to because we have everything. You don't want your information to go into the vacuum well, of and, space. And you think about, <laughs> I mean, we work with people with disabilities, so it could be someone who's a doctor. It could be someone who has a, an intellectual inability, and if they have an intellectual disability. They're not going to go to, you know, free credit check and find out that they've been hacked. They're just going to be hacked. And that's not fair. Once again, fiduciary duty. So I have to, you know, take those extra steps. The law says two locks for me, but I take three. Yeah. Uh, The law says two, you take three. But why um, do you have me text you about everything? (laughs) Oh, so so that I always remember what I have to do with you. Yes. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, I have a business. I have tons of responsibility that go with it. Um, Employees, payroll, two children under five. Yeah. Yeah. Text me. Yeah. (laughs) Ditto. I I can attest to how difficult everything she just listed is because I have the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I never took a business or an accounting class ever. Neither did I. So, you're getting it on the fly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, just to, to kind of to bridge, you know, that concept, I, I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, a, as a small business person, I look at Cambridge Analytica and Facebook and, and these these academics who um, were sort of exploiting this data and doing inappropriate, if not illegal, um, things with it. You know, as somebody who has just like a, a small business with a dozen employees and, and who – deals like very much in local day-to-day reality and, and who works within just like a community and has face-to-face interactions with people, you know, you just look at that that kind of behavior and that kind of culture and you're just like, man, what what is going on with these people? They just have no sense of shame. They have no moral compass. I went to school for sociology, although I didn't get my degree. And, you know, you you have two types of people taking sociology classes. And I assume it's the same in sort of general database work. Um, You know, you have the people who want to improve society, who want to use that data because they want to understand people in order to act compassionately toward them. And then you have the people who are like, oh, sweet, let's let's exploit people's weaknesses. And that's, you know, both the professors and the students. And, you know, when I was taking sociology classes, I was I was disheartened by they're like, well, you can work for Pepsi learning how to, you know, make people drink more Pepsi. And I was like, well, that sounds stupid. And um, (laughs) that's the black hat. Yes, exactly. Hat. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's just I, – I just – there's just something deep inside of me that, that is just so morally offended by all this stuff, you know, and and I, I'm definitely not alone in that. I mean there's just been such a huge public outcry and everybody's just so admired in this cloud of, of social media and the new ways which we receive information. You know, 10 years ago, none of us were using Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't 
because it was only for Harvard kids at that time or whatever, you know, and um, Duke. Yeah, exactly. And everything changes. And I just like now my email is like the sanctuary of, oh, at least like the technology of email is relatively stable. I kind of know what I'm getting, kind of, you know, and and it's just it's so maddening. It's it's, uh, the digital frontier. To your sociology point, I was so mad to find out that gummy bears are like all the same flavor. I was so mad. Oh, are they? I didn't know Yes. I was so angry. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Should have just given me the white ones then. Keep me away from that food dye. <laughs> so mad. It's like four it's like four flavors in all the different colors, like the green ones or apple or whatever. It or lime, I don't know. But then like the purple ones are apple too. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Wow. But since it's acidic, you think it's grape. Because your brain plays that trick based on the color. And I'm like, oh people you're saying it's apples to, you're saying it's apples to apples right <laughs> that's quite the comparison there yeah. yes yeah. um but no um yeah i've i'm not like in this i'm not big as business owner as bridget or carl i'm a little bit more of like consulting i've had a little bit here and there and i um um one big thing about having um data is a presence that you've uh, you've always um if you're um trying to build a business you're always trying to make that sale you're always trying to do that and um society does go to a lengths to exploit <laughs> exploit people to get that sale because those sales are their living a mm-hmm. they, they will go People go to the ends of the earth to try get a quick buck, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the, that's always been a big problem. Yeah. So I was advised to have like a Facebook company account, and I thought, no, I'm not doing that. You would, and to do like all of these online things, and I've never done any of it. I won't. I have a website, and that's it. And it's just so you know how to get a hold of me. That's literally it. And so you know something about me. But when. When I thought about my business up front, because of what I do in the population, you can never worry about the money. You can't. You will do things for the wrong reasons and you will hurt people. You will hurt businesses. You will hurt people. And that's too important to me. So I always focused on only doing it right. And the money came. And that in in my industry, you have to focus that way. You've got to focus on... Do you love what you do? And then people will eventually follow you. You can't do it because you want to make money. <laughs> yeah. I've had plenty of candidates who have interviewed and I've told the employer, don't hire them. It's not a good fit. And I've had the opposite where, you know, the person wanted to work there and I explained to them why it's not a good fit, but it's for the right reasons. And then we found them the right fit and we found the employer the right person and everyone wins in the end. But when you just try to make that money, you're going to put people in horrible situations and lawsuits. And I, I don't even want to think about the tragedies that can happen. Not, o- not only that, the mental anguish you cause someone. I mean, how much longer is it actually going to take them to find their place in the world? If you screw them up just to make, what, a few hundred dollars? It's just foolishness. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Facebook is kind of fighting itself right now, mm-hmm. um, realizing that at the end of the day, it's less about their own self-interest and more about having a like long-term relationship. Even though um, 
they um they are very uh clickbaity and also they try to uh bring people into the fold for um because hey, by having a lot of clickbaity material mm-hmm. but and if I, you're I think I think what's going to what what's going to end up out of this is I think Facebook needs to realize that um you know trust is an important part of any relationship um yes there is the saying that you know if you use something for free you're the product not the customer but facebook does need to i think understand mm-hmm. i think this is if if they survive the scandal which to be honest from what i'm hearing is is a distinct possibility that they may not at least is certainly not in their current form um but they can't take the trust of their customers or their products now for granted. Yeah. Um, I know several people are kind of skittish about them to begin with, and I think this is going to make even more people skittish. And that's why the hashtag delete Facebook is trending now and has been trending for the last week. Yeah, but um, I have to but get then, all my pictures off first. But then, <laughs> but then again, they'll. <laughs> They'll never come off, though. But um, um, one of the biggest, um, it's more about being transparent, like as you said. And even though we're the product, um, giving that information to effectively negatively motivate one party is making us look like damaged goods in that sense. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um Yeah, I I think, you know, speaking to your point of, oh, I just have to get my photos off first. I think that really speaks to the inherent resilience of Facebook. And even though you have a lot of people offended by this scandal, one really wonders, you know, like I think of my own Facebook, which I use very sparingly. And, you know, when I started using Facebook, I was a sociology student. And the the first thing I thought was, wait a minute, you know, for all the reasons that are, of course, coming to light now. And, you know, I have I have college friends, you know, on Facebook that I don't have any other contact means for them. And, you know, hundreds of people like that. And I think a lot of people are in the same situation. And it is it's sort of their means for communicating with people poorly, you know, or however it works. But, uh, you know, for that reason, I, I don't think Facebook really could go anywhere fast. And, and even though young people aren't using Facebook and they prefer Snapchat and all these things, well, Facebook is one of the wealthiest corporations on the planet and one of the wealthiest corporations in human history. They can just purchase, you know, whatever new thing comes along. And that's that's just their property now. Uh, and and. F- for that reason, their their wealth and power can morph into the into the next century pretty seamlessly. Okay, Ian, and start building the next Facebook. There is going to be no new Facebook, um, and this kind of transitions a little bit into what I wanted to get into. Like what their uh, Facebook's next move, and I don't work for them, is that they're going to be targeting um, uh, kids like between the ages of nine and twelve. To come onto the site, so they're going to get not, not with the laws in their current form, because I think they're still legally prohibited um, from having customers under the age of thirteen. They're still a. I bet you they, they're lobbying. They are. 
going to try and affect things. I have two friends who work for the sheriff's department, and both of their kids have accounts. Their kids are my kids' age. But she has them so that those kids someday see the pictures from their childhood. And I get why she does it. But she is setting herself up for so much heartache if that kid gets access to it on his own. Like, I... I could not fathom allowing, you know, my husband and I go back and forth about what age we're going to let him have a cell phone. And, you know, we have to go with social, you know, acceptance and all of that crap. But there's no way in hell over my dead body those kids will have social media prior to an age where, I mean, their brains aren't even developed at 18 fully. You know, boys, it's like 28. Right. I don't want them having access to, you know, do stupid things and or get, have or get bullied or yeah, especially. Well, I worry more about um, young boys not understanding that they can have criminal sexual conduct for, you know, their girlfriend sending them a topless photo, right. you know, like that is my biggest nightmare. You know, whatever the other stuff, you can't take away a CSC and those kids right. don't get it. They, they truly don't get it. Um, bullying. I I can put a parent into submission with that one simple lawsuit, but you can't protect your kid once they've seen it and shared it. Mm-hmm. There's no protection. Yeah, once it's out there, it's never going away. No, and, and boys are stupid. We certainly are. Little boys. <laughs> yes, 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 and, and yes. yes. <laughs> because there's four boys here, so <laughs> I'm just speaking for everyone. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Um, and agriculture, yes. Yep. <laughs> but no, um, I kind of find it a little ironic. Like, um, I do a lot of um, uh, YouTube navigation, and about a month ago, I started um, getting Facebook ads. And this was a month ago. This was before they even found out about uh, Cambridge Analytica. So I have a feeling that wow. Facebook knew that this information was going to be leaked to the public. And that's why Mark Zuckerberg sold a bunch of his uh, stock as well. I think there was some indication that there was a large stock sell-off in the same uh, style as Equifax CEOs. Mm-hmm. Yep, but I remember hearing about that. But oh, I'm not going to happen with that. But I'm not worried about if Mark Zuckerberg looks like is nothing right now. I'm not worried about Mark Zuckerberg having a job. He um, he'll, he'll like, land on his feet. I think he'll land on his feet. He um, all those guys. Do. But will they be in shackles? They'll, you know, I, I don't think they will. I think if he were, he would only take a if, face- only if we start calling it a breach. Like we're not supposed to. Well, look at look at the uh, look at all the CEOs in, in recent history. The Theranos uh, CEO, um, that that young lady. You know, basically, she's a billionaire from fraudulent activities, which really affected you know thousands or millions of people's health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they slapped her with a five hundred thousand dollar fine. Yeah, that's crazy. you know. And to put that in perspective, if I violate a, a simple OSHA rule, I, I'll basically be put out of business, and basically I'll, I'll be bankrupted from from one fine. From like, for instance, if I if I step onto a rooftop on a, a one story brick ranch, you know, seven feet off the ground, and a person from OSHA happened to see that with the new laws that went in effect this year, literally, it's a fifty thousand dollar fine. Man. Mandatory, um, and at that point, I'm I'm bankrupt, and you know, and my whole family and livelihood is affected, and um, you know, they simply do not prosecute wealthy 
wealthy people, powerful people in businesses. They're the you know the attorney generals are are scared of them. Uh, they 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 it's all settlements. Nothing goes to court anymore. Uh, and you know really there's just no justice uh, when when big business does unethical things. What about uh, Martin Screlly though? Well, that's one example. I think that he uh, see, but when you when it's the rich stealing from the rich, then they don't like that. Right. Yeah. That that was that was Martin's problem. <laughs> that is true. I was trying to see who, how many people knew the full story about that. <laughs> no, um, I think that's a wrap. Is um, that a wrap? Or... Mm, I don't know if we can wrap without a beat. Hey, we can't wrap without a beat. Um, all right. So I'll end things off with a beat. Um, Carl, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me uh, – what, you want my website? Yeah, sure. Uh, PrestissimoCleaning.com. Prestissimo Windy uh, – PrestissimoCleaning.com. Correct. Uh, Bridget, where can we find you? BensonEmployment.com. BensonEmployment.com. Um, Phil, you can find me looking for a beat. Um, and you can, uh, my name is Ian. You can find me on Twitter at Ianformed, uh, informed with an A and also, um, um, putting down the note B sharp. So thank you. Um, don't forget to be awesome and DFDBA.